0: Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Good morning! I almost said afternoon, but it is morning! morning! And happy Valentine's Day. Um, Yes, happy Valentine's
1: Day to you and anybody watching right now.
0: Yes, we are. I'm here, Michelle Lichty. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here with Brentley Jordan. And we are here at an unusual time, on an unusual day, because of scheduling conflicts. And so um, we are here on Valentine's Day to discuss, Brentley, your sermon from yesterday, the 13th. Jesus the resurrection and the life from John chapter 11. Um, so, frankly, we started your sermon talking about the relationship that Jesus had with Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Yeah. And, um, and then that, that strange, um, that strange verse at the beginning of the chapter Um, where he said, where it says, and Jesus loved them and he waited two days.
1: Exactly, yes, very strange, Um,
0: yeah. Right, like,
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. and
0: so that just brings up a lot of questions, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and that's where, I mean, I was helped in the end not to spiral too far down one of those questions Mm -hmm. because I could ask the question either way. Why did he stay, but also why did he go? Because staying makes it seem like he doesn't care but right. going is, is risking his life. Um, so, right. so we could go far down either one of those tracks in opposite directions, and, and, and we would just guess what the answers are. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, he had good reason to stay and he had good reason to go. Um,
0: and I think it's, um, you know, yeah, we can spiral down those questions when we're reading the Bible or when we're, when we're looking at our own life, like yeah, why, mm-hmm. why did Jesus stay when he loved them? Why did he go when his life was threatened? Why? Am I facing this difficulty right now? Why are my children facing these difficulties right now? Why is my marriage so hard right now? Why is this world so crazy right now? Why is COVID never ending? Yeah, you know, yeah. like we could we could spiral out of control with all these "why" questions, can't we?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and those are good conversations to have with the Lord. I mean, I love it. Um, you know, there's so much of Scripture that is plain, and that's that's a blessing. Um, And there's a lot of scripture that leaves us asking questions, and I love that those questions can just draw us into a conversation with God. And and a lot of times, for me anyway, um, sometimes as I pursue those questions with the Lord and with study materials, I get answers. And sometimes I pursue those questions and I get no answers, but I just get um, the time that I've spent with the Lord and, and actually grow closer to him just because we've had some conversation. Uh, and, and that's beautiful. I, I love how scripture draws us in to do that.
0: I think that's a great point. Like we don't always get answers to our why yeah. questions. Yeah. And that does not mean that we should not ask them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because I think they're honest questions. And yeah. and God knows our heart anyway, so let's just bear our souls and bear our anger and our questions and our whys, because He can handle
1: it. Yeah, yeah. And if the Christian faith is about a relationship, then my questions, my conversation, only furthers my relationship. Um, mm-hmm. If it was about just a a a, a body of knowledge, then sometimes asking certain questions is not going to be productive at all because I'm not adding to my knowledge necessarily, but, mm. but it's not all, it's not all about a body of knowledge. It's about a relationship. So my questions and conversations are always forwarding relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's an important point. And as we return to John chapter 11, um, we can see that even the disciples didn't understand why Jesus was lingering where he was and then yet why he was leaving. Um, Because we see that in Thomas's response. He's like, well, let's go with him. Even if we all die. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it just, it shows they don't understand.
1: Yeah. And what I think it points out, I mean, we can use the phrase um, blind faith and, Mm. and that, you know, that kind of puts it in a negative light and, and that's true. It, when we have blind faith in something, that, that's not usually a wise thing. Um, but Thomas doesn't have blind faith. He has very informed faith. He has tons of reasons to believe and trust Jesus, mm-hmm. um, yet it doesn't all line up. So he is putting faith in Jesus. It, it requires some faith, but, but it's not um, faith absent of any solid reason. Uh, Mm. it's, it's not an airtight case, but, um, yeah, but, but he's got a lot of solid reasons to follow Jesus, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: even though it's not, you know, he he still has questions.
0: Right. I was just reading in my Bible study today that it's not the, the amount of faith we have. It's the object of our faith. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, Right.
1: And so Mm -hmm.
0: Thomas may not have had a huge amount of faith, but he had faith in Jesus And that was the important thing. Like, no matter what happens, even if we die, I still have faith in Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then, so they all leave where they're at and they travel two days to Galilee. I loved how you engaged our imagination during the sermon of, Mm. you know, imagine them walking, you know, 10 hours a day for two days to get to this to get to Bethany, to get to Lazarus, and to Mary, and to Martha, and, you know, just engaging. When's the last
1: time you walked 85 miles, Michelle?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, last January, my goal was to walk 50 miles in a month.
1: (laughs) Cool. That's awesome. Did you do it?
0: I did it last January. This January, not so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nice.
0: But yes, in two days. I mean, it's just how exhausting that would be, and dusty, and wearying, and, and then to walk into the morning and, um, and not even be able to sit down, like not yeah. even to get your feet washed. And, and Martha meets them outside of the village. And, and again, we see yeah. she has questions and she brings them to Jesus, which is where we need to bring our questions. And she yeah. also doesn't understand what's happening.
1: Oh, Yeah yeah i love you know in um when jesus just says this incredible statement um i am the resurrection and the life the one who believes in me will live even though they die he, he gives this incredible statement martha seems to not get it at all yet she she says um i believe you're the messiah so so she states well here's here's what i do believe um i don't understand what you just said but here's what i believe i i, I believe you yeah that was, and that was and, and I believe, and beautiful.
0: yeah, well, and right before he says that, she's like, I believe he will rise again on the, you know, like, yeah, she knows that he's not dead for eternity, that he will rise yeah. again someday. And she believes that. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is saying, no, like today, it's going to happen yeah. today. And she's like, I don't, I don't understand what you're telling me. Yeah,
1: But I believe
0: yeah. in you. And again, yeah. the object of her faith. Is more important than the amount of faith.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, and so then um, we see. Okay, I just have to say when you talked about Jesus being deeply moved.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. troubled
0: in spirit, and that the Greek word implies outrage, anger. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that kind of set me back on my heels. Like, I always just thought of it as in a, in a, an intense grief, like an intense mm-hmm. sorrow over the state of the world and didn't understand that tinge of anger and
1: yeah. outrage. Yeah, I loved. I loved um, discovering that. Um, and that was the first time that I had looked that deeply into that phrase Um so, and it's not that it wasn't deep grief. I mean, it was right. that because being troubled, you know, refers to the deep grief, um, but the, but to look into what this being deeply moved uh, was, um, that was, I mean, that was just fascinating for me to, to research a little bit and then just, you know, and some of that was just imagining um, and imagining, okay, if, you know, what would he be outraged with and, mm. and thinking, oh, I, what he has to be outraged with is this the consequences of sin which he's seeing right here and, and the broken world and and yeah and just having having fun and and being um, moved and steady uh, just as I contemplated the outrage of Jesus at sin
0: and I loved how you brought it even back to John chapter 1 where Jesus yeah. is part like he is the one who created the world yeah. And so he sees the consequences of our choices. Yeah. And the, and yeah.
1: And part yeah. of, you know, part of what I love, I was so encouraged to see is that Jesus, he is a warrior that conquers death. And it is important for me to take an honest and kind of a sobering look at, at, at just our brokenness and the brokenness mm. of the world and and it's it's important to be honest about that um and to realize the um significance of that uh, mm-hmm. but then to to see that that is that is absolutely no match for the power of god i mean mm. it's absolutely no match for the power of god mm-hmm. and um so then i ask, you know so then we ask ourselves well why why hasn't jesus conquered all of death in you know right now completely so we can see it and and there's one of the questions that we bring to the lord i don't mm-hmm. i don't understand why he hasn't done that yet i believe he can and will mm-hmm. because of what i've because of what i have seen and experienced mm-hmm.
0: of him mm-hmm. yeah and it and so we're in that living in that tension of yeah already not yet
1: Yeah. I
0: know you're capable and you're choosing not to. And, and, and we have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Whether we can choose to move closer to to Jesus and closer to God in those questions, or to turn our back and say, because I don't understand, I'm done. Yeah. And that is an option that we have that Jesus allows, which is another thing, which which kind of brings us into into, into kind of the end of the chapter, not that we want to skip over this amazing miracle. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lazarus from the Mm -hmm. dead. Like, oh, I'm sure Martha was like, wait, today (laughs) you're talking about today. Uh, Oh my goodness. uh, Um, yeah. Just, just imagining what that was like to see him come from out from the grave. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. It's just so easy, especially if we've grown up in the church and we've heard these stories over and over again, or these events, I should say, over and over again, because they're real events. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We can just be like, well, of course, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, of course.
1: Yeah, that's true. Kind of unemotionally, unimpressed. Yeah, Yeah, this is something, it's a story I know.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's like, wait, no, you got to think about it. Think about that for a half Mm -hmm. second or even a full five minutes. and it's. amazing
1: Mm -hmm. and that's that's where i mean i was so stuck on this also and and didn't you know didn't take the time to elaborate um but stuck on you know the phrase i towards the end of the story where it says some people believed in him and and then some went to the pharisees to report what they had seen and and i just it almost seemed kind of like a um a uh an emotional killer um, to the kind of like it let the air out of the whole story to read mm. this incredible story you're on a high Lazarus just raised from the dead and then you read that well some believed and and some didn't and the Pharisees had this argument you're like what why so so I found myself <laughs> asking why in the world why doesn't absolutely everyone believe in Jesus right now I mean we we've, mm. we've seen we have walked through the Gospel of John and seen all these revelatory statements that Jesus has made and the ways that he backs those up um, time and time again. It's not an airtight case, but my goodness, is he giving everyone an incredible reason to believe in him. Um, So why, why do people continue to to choose not to believe in him? And Mm. um, so that, I mean, that was just a, a good, another good place to live that we didn't explore as much in the sermon. Um, and, and I think it would be good just for some conversation here to be pondering, why doesn't everyone believe in him?
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think as we, I'm just pulling my Bible over. Um, well, not my Bible, but the Bible I, I grabbed. Yeah. Broken Bible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this, the end of chapter 11 is, is so profound because it's like, you see people believing, like you've mentioned, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. see people run into the Pharisees, like tattling.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Look what yeah. Jesus did mm-hmm. now. Oh and,
0: yeah. And, um, you know, and so then they all meet together, the Pharisees and the, you know, the, the chief priests, the Pharisees call mm-hmm. a meeting of the Sanhedrin. And, and then they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to yeah. do with this guy? You know, like he's performing all these miracles and then, um, the high priest says, "You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish." Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I'm it's like, it's, interesting statement. Yeah,
0: it's so has important. a lot of
1: truth, but the not true, not the truth that he thought it had. Right. Yeah, it's interesting right. statement. Yeah,
0: right. Well, I mean, I think you brought it up, like. What is this going to cost? The Pharisees are debating. What is this going to cost yeah. us? Right? Yeah. This is going to cost us our power. This is going to cost us our position. This this could cost us um, our whole nation because of oh could, yeah, it could lead to an uprising, and that Rome is going to want to quell. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so our whole religion, our whole nation, our whole our whole um, way of life, which is also ironic because it happened anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah just not
0: that year just oh yeah you know 40 years later or something yeah the whole romans marched in and took took tore down the whole temple
1: oh yeah oh and yeah and that was so to look at it and to think i the reason why the it seems as though the reasons why the pharisees didn't believe in jesus is because believing in jesus was going to cost them the lifestyle that they liked um Mm -hmm. And so, so then I, I I carry that domino out, and I wonder, okay, is that is that the same reason why a bunch of the people who saw Lazarus rise from the dead? I mean, they, you know, who would not believe in Jesus after that? Well, the person who just doesn't want to, Yay. I mean, the person who they would they would actually rather live their life the way they want to live it. Um, so it's not a much, it's not so much about what is the truth, is mm-hmm. he the Messiah or not, um, mm-hmm. but we are. We're so bent on brokenness that I think it often comes down to um, what do I want? And in the end, I'm going to do the thing I want, whether or not I think it's best, whether or not I believe it's, you know, connected to truth. Um, I'm going to do the thing that I want to do. Um, And that's, you know, again, part of our being bent in on sin. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of, you know, I was thinking through, you know, if everybody just had a beautiful, if they had all the evidence laid out before them, um, like like some of those first century Jews did, um, mm-hmm. they had all the evidence laid out before them and they didn't believe. Um, you know, I think honestly what we have today, we have some incredible writing in, you know, I wrote down kind of my, my top five in, in this category, um, that Josh McDowell, more than mm. a carpenter, mm. um, Lee Strobel, Case for Christ, Mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, and I guess it's four, Reason for God, Tim Keller. Um, Those are, that's an incredible intellectual case for evidence for the truth of Scripture. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have that at our disposal, and it's not that that is not convincing, it's that I I read that, and I realize, you know what, that makes a lot of sense, but I'm not, I'm going to dismiss that. Not because, um, not because it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to dismiss it because living that way would cost me too much. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't want to live that way. I want to live the way that I want to live.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it goes back to the question that you asked kind of mid-sermon was, you know, where's your allegiance, right? Yeah. And your allegiance requires all of you. Jesus yeah. it doesn't ask for just this part of you or just that mm-hmm. part of you. Jesus requires all, yeah, everything. Mm
1: -hmm. And if
0: I am not willing to give everything to follow Jesus, then yeah, I just don't know that I would believe.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would want to. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, what are, what happens when people bring, um, I think there are a lot of, um, Emotionally honest and intellectually robust rebuttals to Christianity, hmm. but but I don't think there are any emotionally honest and intellectually robust alternatives to Christianity. Hmm. So I think people people look at the claims of Christ and 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 the claims of of the Christian faith, and they can they can show where it's not an airtight case. Um, True, they, they can find those things, but they can't present something that that is a reasonable alternative. All, all they can do is focus in and say, well, since this can't be 100% proven, then you absolutely shouldn't believe it. But, but I just don't believe there's an emotionally honest and intellectually robust alternative. Hmm. Um, and because I think the reality is we, um, in the end, we make the decision of you know, like I keep saying, we make the decision to do what we want to do, and mm-hmm. and that's where that's where I pray. You know, we we need the Holy Spirit to to change our hearts. You and I are only making the right decision um, by the grace of the Holy Spirit working in us and turning us around to make right decisions. Because mm. um, we are so we're just so bent in on we do the own our own selfish thing that we want to do and. And even as we, you know, as we commit to follow Christ and we are giving our allegiance to him, we still have the rest of our life to go of figuring out, uh, of, you know, giving him more allegiance and more allegiance. Because um, right. though I believe I'm a follower of Christ and I have given him my allegiance, I, I have so far to go still and, and will right. for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, Yeah. We are not, we are in work. We are yeah. a work in progress <laughs> Yeah. until we reach heaven. If that's where we choose to go, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. And that just, I mean, that encourages me, you know, on a number of fronts when I'm interacting with others, um, I don't want to be shocked that they don't believe. Um, mm. And and mm-hmm. I want to realize, you know, I have a lot of um, uh, evidence to, to bring to bear as to why it's reasonable to place faith in Christ. Um, mm-hmm. Yet, ultimately, I'm not going to convince someone um, uh, against their will into the Christian faith. Um, right. I'm, you know, I'm going to continue to show them uh, what I believe and show them my life. Um, and then, you know, God's going to do a work in them or he's not. Um, but but I also have to understand um, I'm asking them to give their life away. That's a mm. huge ask. That's I shouldn't be surprised. Exactly. I shouldn't be surprised when they, when they, you know, when they're not up for that. Yeah. when um, they need before. time
0: to think about that.
1: Oh yeah. It takes decades oh, yeah.
0: to consider it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, and then a life after that to, to figure it out and move further and further into it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I like that. I think that's where we're going to end that, yeah. that we, um, we live our life, and we share Christ, realizing it's not our job to convince someone to give mm-hmm. their life away, and that giving people, yeah. asking someone to give their life away, is a huge ask, and it's God's work in their heart, not mine, yeah, yeah. or yours,
1: or the Amen. pastors, or and we else's. worship a God, we worship a God who conquers death, mm-hmm. um, so we we have so much reason to have so much confidence and his power
0: Mm -hmm. amen well thank you brentley for your time today yeah thanks for the conversation and thank you to our audience for joining us um, whether you've joined us live or at this very unusual hour or you will join us later on our podcast or on our blog we are glad you took some time to spend with us today if you have questions please please post comments on facebook or on our blog. Um, I look at all of those and I will respond um, to those questions. So thank you for joining us and have a great day.